and welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, sisters, I'm sorry that our episode is late this week. It is my fault. Well, I'd like to start out with that. <laughs> hey, but you were sick. <laughs> Riley's like, yes, yes, it was your fault. You should feel bad because that was bad. <laughs> I was, I was, I was very sick. I am on the mend. Everything is well. I, I mean, I hope. I'll forgive you. I trust modern medicine. It is improving. It is saving my life. At least it's saving my sinus. True. It's good. So, but I am sorry. It is all my fault. I, I will tell you, I have had, I guess I've never had a sinus infection in my life is what I've learned. But now you have. Yes. Is this only because you can compare it to the pain you're experiencing now? <laughs> yes. Because okay. I, I mean, I've had like times where I'm like, oh, my sinuses feel congested. And I like use some Flonase or something, you know, and. It gets better, and then you're fine. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've never had like this. Like my eyeballs gonna pop out of my head. Can that happen? My teeth are falling out. Can that happen too? <laughs> Not from a sinus infection. Um, it sounds like there's a butt coming after that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I guess it depends on where. Like if you're talking about a giant abscess that spreads to the right parts of the, f- like an orbital cellulitis and then abscess it'd have to be a lot of pressure i think we're just getting into crazy your medical hypotheticals like, right now man i mean I, there are yeah. i'm not gonna say an eyeball has never popped out of a head but i'm also not gonna say that it's not that it's common <laughs> <laughs> i just I, i'm not awfully concerned with my health that's just something i don't really pay attention to but i would like to actively be aware of the diseases that might make my eyes pop out of my head because i will avoid those <laughs> i will do take precautions. Is there a is there a flu shot? But for that, <laughs> I will I get that shot. <laughs> I wish. No. What I would say is this: It's like this time of year. Everybody's got like some congestion. Everybody's some, always sick. I've yeah. been sick constantly for the past month. <laughs> and and like you know, I got a little bit of runny nose, but I feel fine otherwise. That's generally speaking, that's not a medical emergency. But you would know. If this happened, if to your you. eyeball was popping out of your head, you would know. <laughs> well, that's, that's, well, you, I, you would, would know if you so. felt like this because I mean, it really. I have I've never had pain like that. Oh man, I'm sorry. I don't know. And and I can only take Tylenol. I can't even take my trusty ibuprofen because of that right. baby, uh, yeah. baby. So, anyway, it's okay. All is well. I'm on the mend, and I'm sorry we're so late. Well, I guess it's fine. <laughs> I'm just, I, you know, usually I, I really, really miss being able to be around you guys. Like, you know, <laughs> but man, you guys just going back and forth with these diseases. I'm like, that's all right that this is a remote relationship for a little while. Because I'll tell you it's, what, I've got a big convention this weekend and I am terrified <laughs> of everyone like with the littlest sniffle. Like I've held it off. All of my friends have have. have been taken down by some sort of disease in the past couple of weeks. It's like, just please, please let me get to Katsukan safe and and not sick. Please, nobody touch me for the next five days. I, I understand. You know, I've been trying to think about it this way. So when the baby comes next week, uh, she will be very small and vulnerable. Yes. As babies, as babies are. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it is good if there is nobody around her who's sick that mm. that is optimal in fact i will probably be pretty ruthless and say if you're sick please stay away from my baby <laughs> please very kindly will you stay away from my baby 
Um, so th- that's what I'm hoping we're getting it out of our systems now. <laughs> so when the baby comes, we're all top physical condition. Mm. And, and our immune systems have like really built up a defense to everything you could get this year. <laughs> I'll only let anybody, anybody communicate with your new baby via Skype for like the first six months of their life. I tell you, with this flu season, I, there, I have, there is that temptation. <laughs> Skype baby there only. Is, there was a week where Sydney had the flu, and then like everyone thought they were getting the flu, but we had just gotten flu shots, so it was like we only got like half flu, and then Sydney got a sinus infection, and now I can only hear out of one of my ears. Everyone just kind of falling apart. Oh, man. I am. So everybody get your flu shots, and take care of yourself, and wash your hands, and stay home if you're sick. Don't go Tinny. give it to I know. Yeah. Don't go give it. I admit, I actually missed two days of work. That's the most days of work you've ever missed. That was, that is giant for me. <laughs> that, if that, if that's not a marker of how sick I was, I missed two days of work. Well, one and a half, but still, still one and a half. It was, yeah, that, that's a bad illness. Yeah. Now in the, that has nothing to do with what we want to talk about this week. No. I just wanted to get my apology out there up front for the world. Um, Riley it is, we are in the second half of your senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. It's the so, final countdown. Exactly. <laughs> the end is, is quickly approaching. And I have like three and a half months. And you kind of have to know like what happens next. This is true. And we've talked a little bit about college and that kind of thing before. But there are other things that you've been doing with your time. Which I we haven't talked a lot about before. This is also true. Did you want to bring talk up about a valid that? point, <laughs> sister? <laughs> so what have you been into? Um, well, I recently uh, was accepted for an internship on an online college website where you write articles and produce videos all about like preparing for college and getting ready for college and what you need to do to be ready after high school for people who are freshmen sophomores juniors looking at preparing for college so well congratulations well thank you thank you sisters do you get money for this no well now (laughs) well now (laughs) i think i think you're missing well no i was gonna say that's not what an internship is but i guess now it's there's that big law that went into effect where you have to pay interns in certain situations which is nice well, yeah. I technically don't have to go into work anywhere. I work from my computer. Mm. All right. So I don't think they have to pay me. Maybe it's, is it all like, it, what if you didn't turn in anything? I, like, I don't know what they could do to me. Okay. So maybe that's why. Yeah. Because mm. you're right, Tay, that there, that, um, you know, there used to be a lot of what were called unpaid internships. <laughs> and yeah, were really excuses to use young people who didn't have a lot of experience, maybe had some education or a lot of education even but not a lot of experience yet to just use them as free labor Mm. on the promise that this will give you the experience you need to succeed yeah um and obviously that's terrible Mm -hmm. a lot of people are going to do work for you they should be paid for it and that that was i feel like after art school like uh, across like every sort of art profession that was like the entry-level position you know like if you couldn't support yourself somehow the only way to get into uh, so many aspects of the art world was through an unpaid internship. So it's like, it was sort of a weird class control thing. Cause like, I guess if you had a trust fund, then you could sit in a gallery for free, you know, and then yeah. eventually work your way up. But for those of us that didn't, it's like, well, 
Looks like the whole baseline is unpaid internships. I guess I'm going to go work at a restaurant. And I never it's, stopped. <laughs> no, it re- well, it really is unfair. That's a really ridiculous expectation. And I think about, like, comparatively, I did an internship. Mm-hmm. I did a year of residency that is referred to as my intern year. Right. And I got paid. I mean, <laughs> yes, I learned a lot. And I worked really hard hours. And it was very difficult. But I got paid because <laughs> I did job. work. I mean, I, I did things that people needed done that helped them generate income. I, so it, that's a job. I got paid for it. I'm just trying to think like the, 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 the parallel is just so because the other thing that they, they love to do to like fresh out of the out of school artists is like, oh, well, we won't pay you for this, but it'll be a good exposure. I'm going to tell that to a do- like a doctor, like I'm not going <laughs> to pay you for doing this surgery, but it'll be really good exposure for you. Like people will know that you removed this. What it, people remove spleens to get that's the thing, right? <laughs> I mean, they can. Yeah, okay, cool. you, you could. Yeah, you could remove. You spleen. could probably Great. remove most things. I mean, I I, I almost well, said spine, and then I was like, no, you don't think that way. <laughs> you, you can remove anything. <laughs> I mean, what kind of effect it will have? That is a different question. Yeah, that, that was a scary statement there, Riley. Technically, you can remove anything from the human body. <laughs> I mean, uh, how interested are you in the person being alive afterwards, I guess, is the, is the big issue. Now, I have seen episodes of Grey's Anatomy where Dr. Derek Shepard has removed parts of people's brains, and they were totally fine. You can. You can remove parts of people's brains. And I've seen parts uh, episodes where Dr. Christina Yang has removed parts of people's hearts and replaced them with other parts. Other other parts of like their body? Like Like a toe? Like fake hearts. (laughs) Oh. Or other hearts. (laughs) That is true too. We can do these things. Or they took someone's second toe and put it where their thumb was because they lost their thumb. So they'd have some sort of uh, uh, thumb. How much of your medical knowledge is based on Grey's Anatomy <laughs> alone? <laughs> yes. I That's not great. I would say it's still better than The Resident, but that's not great. It's a very good show. <laughs> well, mm, yes. Listen, Scrubs is the best medical show. Mm. There it is. Well, well, no, no, no. MASH is the best medical show if you mm. want to get down to it. But Scrubs, modern day. Are we, just for clarity, are we talking in like accuracy or just entertainment value? Uh, well, I mean, yes. I think, I think entertainment value is more personal opinion. Like right. I, okay. you know, I, I do love scrubs for its entertainment value, but if we're talking about like the way it is to be a resident and a doctor in a hospital and like what that's like, I think scrubs is pretty darn close. The medical stuff they do okay with. I mean, there's some stuff that's wrong. There's, I've never seen a medical show that gets it perfectly right. right. There's always something that's wrong. But, um, but they do okay with the medical stuff and then the, the way it is. It's like, that's how it is. It was never like that on Grey's Anatomy. No one scrubs fit that well, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody looks that good in them. Everybody uh, looks good in scrubs on Grey's Anatomy. I know they do. Um, everybody just looks good on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And also, people are always, like, having sex. That's... That, yeah. That doesn't happen in every closet or empty room in a hospital ever. That's not what goes on in the odd call room? No. Who has time for that? <laughs> Plus, you're like, I remember once in a, this is totally off the subject. There's a book called House of God about being a medical resident. That's a great book that everybody in medicine has, is supposed to read at some point because you're like, yes, this is what it's like. And he talks about leaving, the resident talks about leaving the hospital and feeling like smelly and green. That's how he describes it. Mm-hmm. That's how you feel when you stay the night in a hospital. Like when you're on call and you work all night and you've slept in a call room, you feel like there's 
there's stuff growing on you (laughs) like no I mean until you get home and shower and get all those scrubs off and everything I don't know who wants to have sex like that I don't know who's like I feel disgusting (laughs) my breath is awful all I ate all night were packs of like peanut butter crackers and Oreos that I found and Shasta and I am ready to go for it this just sounds like my regular like Tuesday I don't know I don't (laughs) that's fine But but I digress. So you have been so you've got an internship where it is not it is not paid, but at the same time it's more at your leisure. Yeah, I mean it's for experience doing what you want to do, but there's no like hard, fast hours and amount of work you have to produce and I mean it's just for high school seniors and college students. So And you are interested in journalism as yeah. a career path so this is a good fit for you yeah and video i guess video journalism mm-hmm. is that what is that what it will be what do you mean like that- that's the major no that is not a major that does not exist well, you just I, created I a major. that sounds like a thing that would be a, a thing it sounds yeah. like a thing like digital media digital media is a major Okay. They have actually in a lot of colleges, this is off topic, but very interesting. They've removed print journalism majors. Really? Because those jobs are kind of dying. So you can get online journalism majors and you can get like digital media majors that kind of span journalism and video production and media production and social media skills and all that kind of thing. Like getting an online journalism degree, you have to take classes in like social media management and working on the internet and stuff like that. Um, Huh. But yeah. Wow. I don't know how to feel about that. It's, I mean, from a practicality standpoint, I understand that fewer and fewer people are getting their news from newspapers. I get that. Mm-hmm. Or like, I guess, news magazines. But at the same time, like that's, there's, well, a, that's such an art. I mean, that kind of, hmm. you know, print journalism is, is such, I mean, it is, it's like, it's a skill, but it's also, there's such an art to it. You have to take classes that's just in article writing and journalism and investigation and interviews and stuff like that for a major in online journalism. So, I mean, you could technically major in online journalism and then go get a job at, like, a newspaper. Okay. That is interesting, interesting. though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I I do want, I mean, obviously, I, I can't foresee a future where we don't have newspapers, but at the same time, I'm thinking even of my generation, like... Nope, nobody gets the newspaper. That's just the only not person a person I know that do. reads a newspaper is dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think there will be a place for local newspapers for a while. Yeah. Because I I still think you have like a strong interest in local news that you're not going to see well represented on like the internet sure. right away. And so I think that I think what would be, I mean, and, and I say this as a subscriber to the New York Times, who, I mean, granted, most of the week I get mine online, but I get it in print on Sundays because mm-hmm. I like getting the Sunday paper. Nerd. I'm, I'm old. <laughs> but um, as somebody who does get a physical newspaper one day a week, and it is the New York Times, I wonder more about big papers like that that do a lot of like national news and international news and that kind of stuff. Because so much of that you can find well covered on the internet. And I mean, the New York Times has a wonderful mobile yeah. site. And yeah. If you get like, their app, they'll send you highlights and notifications and breaking news as it's happening. So why, you know, I mean, I get the paper because I like it aesthetically, but why do I need that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are there, are there a lot of opportunities for you to do stuff like this now? 
Yeah, I mean, think about like pretty much every major news source now has some sort of online presence, whether it's like the New York Times and it's an app or they just have an online version of their newspaper or they have videos they put out. I mean, think about even where Justin works for Vox Media. They only put out videos, but they put out educational videos on politics and current events and news and stuff. But Mm -hmm. they also do pop culture and video games and Mm -hmm. I mean... BuzzFeed has 20 YouTube channels and has online articles and has all sorts of stuff like that. So, but there are a lot, are there a lot of opportunities for you to get involved as a young person, like this um, internship? I mean, I wouldn't say a lot, but once you're in college, I think there's a lot more because they look for people that are interested in that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's one I also applied for with the New York Times, or they're looking for five young people, like college students. Or recent college graduates or high school seniors um, because they want they have a student written newsletter that they want voices from like my generation writing for them because they have people not from my generation writing about my generation but not people directly in it writing about it mm-hmm. right so I think so I wonder if that's part of that because when I think about like when when Tay and I were younger I don't remember and I mean granted I have to I have to think about the field I was going into. In medicine, you don't get well, to like yeah. <laughs> do a high school internship. You can't like go work at a hospital when you're 17. No, no unless you're Doogie Howser. I was going to say there's an exception. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh I did a lot of job shadowing. Mm-hmm. I was able to do that, which was like go follow a doctor around and look clueless. Right. And that I mean, I guess that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I got I follow I followed our cousin. Did around. they let you see patients? Like go yeah. in the room where they saw patients. You sign HIPAA oh, okay. stuff. Yeah, they they make you go through training and and sign paperwork and everything. And gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I went with our cousin Charles, who's a physician, and followed hmm. him around, and he showed me cool stuff, and I learned a lot, and I realized I had the stomach for it. <laughs> but you didn't get to like cure patients i didn't do anything yeah. i didn't touch anybody i didn't ask any questions i didn't you know i didn't have like a little plastic stethoscope, stethoscope. <laughs> <laughs> um i just i just wandered around and watched and and it was more of like i guess the goal was not to get experience of any kind just to know if that's what you wanted to do yeah i mean i feel like that's what i gained from it was that i left thinking i really do enjoy this yeah. this this is something i can see myself doing I mean, you list it on college applications, so right. I, I guess theoretically it has some value mm-hmm. in that from that standpoint. I guess, but I mean, I also can list what I'm doing on a college yes. application, yes. and I think it has like a double purpose for experience on a small scale and also knowing if that's what you want to do because mm-hmm. I mean if someone signed up for this internship and realized they don't want to be responsible for like coming up with ideas and making content and putting it out there for people to read that it's like well it's something you want to do sure but it also if that is what you want to do then you put that on job and college applications and well i would make the case that it sounds more um, absolutely relevant and helpful and impactful on an application than job shadowing did well i also think oh go ahead yeah i think it's it's a completely different perception of like what your role is because I I, yeah. I remember job shadowing too and it was very much you kind of you observe and you go like oh one day this could be me but you're actually producing things you know it's not just like yeah. it's I think we were treated much more like kids that were just kind of getting to like live a fantasy whereas you're actually 
doing the, the the thing yeah yeah i think that's a really good point i think also the job i want to do living where we live i couldn't job shadow per se mm-hmm. like there's no company well, anywhere around here unless i went to like the newspaper or if you just hung out with justin all day. or if i just hung out with justin <laughs> like i guess that would be job shadowing for me i could just like come sit with justin for a day <laughs> like, i actually could you do that because here's here's my theory <laughs> I think Justin spends at least half of his day playing video games. And I want to know. But isn't that his job? I was going to say, okay. yeah. He writes articles about video games sometimes. Yes. Yes. Sydney looks like she's getting very upset about this. Uh. Yes, that is. But here's the thing. He is playing this game right now called Monster Hunter, I think is what mm-hmm. it's called. Yeah, he it is. It seems to be popular. A lot of people are playing it. Yeah. I don't th- I don't think he's writing about it. Now, Griffin and Justin are both tweeting about it. They, they work for the same company. Well, they're tweeting about it, but... Well, that's his job. That is social media presence. I'm sorry, Sid. Yeah. I think he can kind of get away with whatever he wants in that field. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to have just... to be real aware of, of, of the gaming world to catch him on this stuff. <laughs> Th- this is always hard for me because there's sometimes where I, I like... And he'll tell me, like, I have to finish this game because I've got to write this review and... Like, I get that. I understand that's part of it. It's been part of his job for a long time. But then there are other times where I'm like, I haven't <laughs> I haven't seen you write any articles about this. I didn't see anything. When When is the big review coming out? <laughs> and I also know enough now to know that, like, if the game's been out for a long time and he's still playing it, he's not writing a review. <laughs> he just wants to play it. Because <laughs> those reviews come out really, like, early. They want to get them out, like, right yeah. away. You don't write a review after everybody's been playing the game for a couple months. He might be writing a like a, you know, retrospective think piece or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I say this because I still like will follow new articles written about games that I played like 10 years ago. So it happens. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, you know, not just being devil's advocate. Like a, uh, the only way we'll know for sure is if Riley shadows. I'm going to job shadow <laughs> Justin. <laughs> and go. tell me how much of his day is actually spent working and how much is spent, I don't know, baking things and playing I'm video just going to sit there with a pad of paper and a pencil and just stare at him while he plays video games. Let's <laughs> <laughs> write down everything I need to know. He won't mind. He's always asking me to watch him play video games. And <laughs> I've never. I know there are people who enjoy that. I'm not one of them. I do like watching people play video games. Do you? See, I know I, some people do. Mm. I'm just not one of them. It depends on the game for me. Yeah. You you were very helpful. I know you did back in the day with Zelda. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I've watched you play all the games. I never got to play. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you did. No, well, I you were a team. No, you were just way better at me at, than me. And so I liked beating things more than I liked actively participating. So watching you win was like better than me losing. <laughs> I do understand. Oh god, that, that just encapsulated my life. <laughs> oh. You were indispensable. We were a team. I did the button pushing, but you were you were the you guided me through I was the, the ocarina encouragement. Time. No, without you and the perfect guide, we never would have. You mean I could read? So well. That's what you were saying. I could read. Taylor is really good at following steps. Reading aloud. That was my. We were a skill. team. Oh. Um. I want to talk more about about college or not college prep, future career prep, I guess. <laughs> but before we do that, let's check the group message. Shall we? I, I say <laughs> we shall. Uh, we've got a couple advertisers to tell you about today. 
Woo-hoo. Do you want me to? Do you want me to get started? Don't I'll we have a group st- message noise, Taylor? What's our group message noise? Oh, beep boop boop. There we go. <laughs> now we're in the group message. <laughs> you know, on it. some shows they do music, but we don't do we don't do that here. Uh, we do something <laughs> we better. It's too high tech. <laughs> uh, our first sponsor this week we want to tell you about is HelloFresh. Now we have uh, we've told you about HelloFresh before. We're all fans. We've all tried it out. Um, so if you, you may have heard about it, but if you haven't, we're going to tell you about it again. Yeah. Uh, still buffering is supported in part by HelloFresh, the meal kit delivery service that delivers your favorite recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Uh, all the ingredients come pre-measured in handy labeled meal kits so you know which ingredients go with which re- recipes. And you've got three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. And so... Do oh. like family? How nice. Family. <laughs> So family, and I mean, I guess, I wonder if you can overlap that ve- for a veggie family. Or a classic family. <laughs> Does that, I, do, you, do you feel okay with that? We just made that distinction today. Classic family versus veggie family. I, I feel a little offended by that. I think <laughs> you can have a classic veggie family and that's okay. There you go. But you can vouch for the veggie box that it's good, Ah, right? hex yeah. I love the veggie box. It's, they're... I, I like have parties around them because all of my friends know that I, I sometimes get them. It's like, guys, guys, I got a box. Who wants veggie enchiladas? Come on. <laughs> well, it's good because, I mean, you see so many, like even at, at restaurants where they have like vegetarian meals that are really just like, we left the meat off for you. Yeah. Well, and there I, you I, go. Yeah. I hate stuff like that. And I also like, I'm mainly just plant-based. Like I like Veggie meals that focus on lots of veggies, and these really do. So that's the cool part. It's not just like some rice. It's like no, 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 tons <laughs> of fresh, beautiful produce, and we're gonna tell you what to do with it. Yeah, that's really great. That's yeah. it, because then that's from people who know what they're doing when they design meals. Absolutely. And they make it easy to cook delicious, balanced dinners for less than ten dollars a meal. They only take about thirty minutes to cook, so they'll they'll fit into a if you're living on a time budget as well. They work well. And you can try things you never think to cook on your own and enjoy eating outside of your comfort zone. So if our listeners want to try this out, how can they do this? Um, If you want $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, you can visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code STILLBUFFERING30. And that's 30 whole dollars off your first week of HelloFresh. So check it out. HelloFresh.com, promo code STILLBUFFERING30. Have a party. There you go. Have Have a party. Have a veggie party. Or a classic party. We won't judge. Uh, Our other sponsor we want to tell you about this week is Squarespace. So let's say that you want to create a beautiful website. Okay. Okay. I want to create a beautiful website. Okay, great. Yeah. Maybe (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you have a cool idea. Uh, But, Sydney, what if I want to promote my physical or online business? That's fine, too. Maybe you want to announce an upcoming event. Or a special project. What about more? I want to do more. <laughs> Squarespace can do all this for you. Um, if you, Whenever one of you have your first cool idea. <laughs> Still waiting for that. But Squarespace is there for me when I do. <laughs> they do this by giving you beautiful mobile optimized templates created by world class designers. Wow. They have powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online. Uh, it's a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions <laughs> thank you you're welcome <laughs> wow what else can you do um and it comes with a built-in search engine optimization and analytics that help you grow in real time so like not fake time real time 
Um, That's better than fake charm. <laughs> we have a special offer for all of our listeners. What is it? Well, if you want to go to head, uh, um, hmm, squarespace.com, you can get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code buffering to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com and enter the promo code buffering when you're ready to launch and you save 10% off. So go check that out right now or when you get your first cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, anyway, so Riley, you were saying that, that there are more opportunities now, especially once you get into college. Yeah. To do these kinds of things. And I mean, especially with the kind of stuff I want to do, because it's all through the internet anyways. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to live somewhere specific or be going to an internship every day instead of going to class to be able to have one. That what would be interesting, I mean, because I see I see where you're going with that, because when I think about like, I mean, it was easy for me, I guess I wanted to go into medicine. Most most places you'll find a doctor, not everywhere, but most places, places you'll find a doctor that you could like go hang out with or ask questions or you know if you're interested and you want to know like is this what I want to do that kind of thing mm -hmm. obviously there weren't a lot of opportunities to do things but to learn about it um, but now with the internet it's hard to use that excuse mm -hmm. because you can be anywhere yeah. and do anything mm -hmm. essentially yeah. with that do you think there will become there will become like an expectation that if you're going to get into these fields and you're going to do these things and if you're going to get into college programs that are competitive for mm -hmm. this, that you have done this. Like, is experience, it's always been that coming out of high school, all you really had to have was the education, right? Right, right. We, we expect that the rest of your life is about the experience with the education too, but the experience. Mm -hmm. Do you think we'll start dialing that younger, like, you better get the experience now? I don't know if necessarily going into college and coming out of high school because, I mean, most, like, journalism degree programs are not, like, highly competitive in the sense that, like, it's not, like, you need to have a ton of experience and hours and skills and have to have a portfolio to get in. Um, but I would say coming out of college because once you come out of college and you have a degree, it's not a field where you're expected to go to graduate school or have any sort of degree higher than an undergraduate degree so coming out of it unless you have that special experience doing something else everyone's kind of on the same field so I think to have an advantage and be confident in the fact that you could get a job after college you have to have some sort of experience do you think it was already like that in the art world take because it kind of sounds like well you know, it's funny because that's what I'm thinking. Like, I remember specific questions. I mean, I went into cartooning, so it made sense. Like, have I made anything? Like, have I actually printed out and, like, mass produced, like, zines or comics? Like, that was part of it. Because it's not just, like, right. can you do this? But also, do you have, like, the the drive to actually see something through to the end? And mm -hmm. I can't imagine now. Like, I mean, I, I follow people on, like, Tumblr and stuff. And these are kids in high school that are making amazing art but they're selling it at etsy stores they're you know like they have like an actual art business going before they even consider art school if they're even bothering considering it because they're getting off the ground so early so i feel like in that sense the amount of proving you can do before you even get to college is immense and it's got to change the way that people look at college applicants i can't imagine if you have two kids that are both talented but one has put together an online business and you know, actively is updating like a, a, an art website. Like, how can you weigh that against a kid that just has talent? Mm -hmm. That's really interesting because, and it, 
it, it's funny. I'm thinking about it more now as like a parent from my perspective because I'm kind of I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that part of my life, I don't need to, I got a job. <laughs> I'm doing what I want to do. Um, but I, I think about that as a parent, like, I feel, I remember how many times mom looked at me and said, your job is to do well in school. Yeah. Right. That's your job right now. And so that's what I devoted myself to. I did well. I got good grades and I tried to excel and, and find like educational opportunities mm-hmm. to get accolades within school. Um, and I did the stuff that you knew was part of like a college application like I volunteered and did community service and um not just because I had to like mm-hmm. it yes it's good it's gratifying I don't mean to write it off like I did the thing you have to do <laughs> no I mean I, I participated in those things I was in clubs that I was interested in now that I will say was was partially because I knew clubs looked good yeah right clubs sometimes are really boring that's true so but I never like the idea that I would have had to have contact with the world that I was headed towards, like in high school or even in college, that I would have to have that I would have had to have like physicians or, you know, people within medicine like vouching for me or me showing that I could live in that world or like demonstrating my abilities never would have occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, that's not a great representation in medicine, but in general, I don't know what my kids are going to do when they get older. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of scary for me as a parent because I feel like I was not prepared with that mindset. That's not the way I think about your educational years, but that is the way we need to think about it if we want our kids to be competitive, I yeah. guess. I mean, I've kind of had to make that transition myself the past two years. I've gone half day to school because, I mean, the podcast is my job and... I get to, you know, go half day for that. But I mean, it's also experience and what I want to go into producing media online. And mm-hmm. it looks good to programs like that and to scholarships to have something like that that I can say I've been doing for two years, not just something like last minute to try to put on an application sure. and actually have experience in. Um, but because of that, I don't have as many credits as everyone else. I don't have as many AP classes and honors classes. Like, I get A's in the ones I do have, and I have a high GPA, but I'm not in as many after-school clubs because I'm not there after school. I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not number one in my class because I don't have as many credits as all the people who are the top five in my class. Mm-hmm. So it's different in the sense that they probably have just as good of a chance as I do on college applications with all, like, the normal stuff that you would expect out of a high school student, and I kind of have to, like, prove that what I am doing is just as valuable to a college education because I know what I want to do and because I'm already kind of trying to like specify what I'm doing in high school. See, that's just seems so, so interesting because, you know, when you think of it like the opposite direction, like what is a college actually looking for? Like what do they want in a student that will then become an alumni that will represent the college out in the world? Like Mm -hmm. you you ultimately want somebody that's going to be successful in what they're studying Mm -hmm. with and somebody that already comes in the door with some level of success or like presence in especially in the in the media world like how do you weigh that against someone that's like I have a lot of credits like it's like I don't I don't know like I feel like that's from a college standpoint what is the more enticing you know catch there I I would say it's the person that's coming in with a presence already well and I think I think what you're hitting on too is you're gonna see variations depending on the school 
the location like the the culture of that area mm-hmm. you know the sure. age of the people who are making the decision <laughs> you know sure. because i think that a younger person would see that kind of experience and say like oh that's what it's going to take this right. person gets it already they're right. already entering this world and it's a hard world to enter and they're already getting in there and so i'm more inclined to think they're on the path to success Whereas somebody who has been doing college admissions for decades is going to look at the same kind of stuff that they've been looking at, which is like, well, but look how many more classes this person took. Yeah. And it's hard to say what would win. I think it's going to be very subjective for a while. It's kind of like a culture lag moment. Like what what and I don't know who succeeds because I am somebody who came very much from a I did the education thing Mm -hmm. and I think I've done fine. So I don't think I suffered for it, um, but that's also very field specific. So right. I don't know. I think my what I would imagine, Riley, is that you are in a better position for what you want to do from all these experiences you've had. Mm-hmm. That's what I would guess. It's only hard because like applying for scholarships, these big full ride scholarships I'm trying to get, they all kind of have the same generic outline in the sense that they want a chart of all of your academic awards and honors and achievements and clubs and community service projects and how many hours you spend a week in all of these clubs and what clubs you're the president of. Mm-hmm. And for me, I don't really have a ton of those. Like, I don't have a ton of, like, academic awards mm-hmm. or I'm not president of any clubs. I'm in some clubs, but, I mean, filling out a chart, it looks very scarce and it looks like I don't have a lot in that area but just because I've spent so much of my time the past two years dedicated to stuff focused on my career and not resume builders basically but that's so strange to me because you know and I remember that too like the emphasis on being well-rounded on college Mm -hmm. applications like I found it very strange that in my college interview for like an art school they were super impressed that I played tennis I'm like great I'm glad you you're impressed by that but why (laughs) Why I will never actively make any art with my tennis racket I do not know why this matters (laughs) and I mean like you know like and and like I've said before like I had really good grades coming into art school so I got a scholarship for that but it never mattered like it it didn't actually help me in my field like, yeah. it's a weird litmus that we have, and I feel like it is massively outdated because it kind of assumes that you can put everybody on the same scale, and, you know, the people that rank higher are more valuable students, the people that rank lower are less, but, you know, but then I can think of this from, like, you know, from the, the younger generation, like, if somebody had, like, a highly successful YouTube channel, like, with a ton of, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of subscribers, that seems like a really valuable person to have at your school versus somebody that, like, checked all the boxes. It's a, it's a weird right. it's a weird place to put the focus on. And there's nowhere for me to put what I'm doing in an application. Like, I've had to find ways to fit it in there to try to show them, like, this is what I've spent my time doing. I promise I just, like, don't go half day and then do nothing with my time. I promise I've been doing something productive for the past two years. But, I mean, it's like... There's no box for it. There's yet. no yeah. box. I mean, there's a box for job experience and I can put that, but there's not even anywhere to describe what it is that I do. And I just have to hope that when I put my job place and title, they will somehow understand. And when you have to write an essay about interesting facts about yourself, I have to try to fit that in there in the word limit. But like some applications, there's no space for interesting facts about yourself. There's no space for job experience. They just want to know your awards and your achievements and how many AP classes you've taken and your test scores 
and they want you to answer an essay question. You know, I, I wonder if this will, you know, you talked about being well-rounded, Tay, and I wonder if this will start to shift that conversation, which we've been trying to do for a long time, right? Because the idea of, of a well-rounded, quote-unquote, student really fits in well if you're talking about a liberal arts education where maybe you aren't 100% sure what direction you want to go in, right. but you think you kind of want to go this way, but you want to test out some other things. Um, I think that having a ton of different experiences and stuff, I think it, one, I mean, it can make you a really cool, interesting person. So yeah. I'm not criti I'm not criticizing that. And I'm somebody who took a bunch of weird classes in college just because I was interested in it. Right, so yeah. I'm biased towards this. And I found great value in it. And I think my life's been enriched by it personally. That was a good decision for me. No, same. But that being said, you make a great point. I don't know why that stuff mattered in a lot of what I did with my life. Um, I don't think it, it, it did. I think I could have been a fine doctor, whether I did all that fun stuff and had all those experiences and was quote unquote well-rounded or not. <laughs> Now we're having more conversations where we're like, you know, isn't it good to have young people who are already very focused? Isn't that yeah. fine? Why, why is that a bad thing? Why should we take points away from you? Because you already know what you want to do. You know where you're headed. You're not really into a sport or yeah. a club or a, you know, it, this is what you want to do. And you've devoted all your time and energy and effort into being the best that thing you can be. Why is why is that detrimental? Maybe we need to refocus that I mean, both those paths are okay as opposed to, oh, but it's the well-rounded student that you want. Right. Well, and I, I think not always. It, it shuts out a lot of people that maybe have, I don't want to say weaknesses, but somebody that's, you know, like really, really talented in one specific area. Their brain works like this specifically, but they don't have this other stuff. It's like that that person might be a genius in that field, and yet they might not get the same opportunities because they have weaknesses that that counteract that and they're, they're not going to get through that door to have those opportunities oh i'm sure i mean i mean i think and this is not my area so i'm kind of guessing but i i think i'm i'm right on this if you look into like the tech fields there are probably a lot of people in tech fields who devoted themselves wholeheartedly to that mm -hmm. and weren't interested in taking a bunch of fun cool classes just for the heck of it and no they had a goal they have a skill they have a talent they're very intelligent and they wanted to do that thing and they're incredibly successful and they've changed the world hmm. what you know why, why is that bad yeah. mm. i mean my high school has even started implementing academy programs for freshmen where you have to pick what field you want to go into after high school and all of your classes you take your class requirements are different you don't have to have as many various like art requirements and foreign language requirements if you want to go into health sciences then you have to take a bunch of like health classes and sports medicine classes and you're focused all throughout high school so not my class because this wasn't implemented until this past year but all of the classes graduating in the next four or five years will all have spent their high school careers focused in one area mm. and won't have as many diverse classes and credits and clubs applying to colleges interesting which and i don't think that's inherently bad while there's a part of me that goes oh no yeah <laughs> it's the part of me that like took a a film class in college that it was it was a fight club class it was a class <laughs> all about the movie fight club i didn't oh, know that going in what i thought it, it was i oh. took a class called i don't remember what it's called it's something about film 
just for fun. I just took a, I wanted to take a film class, see what that was like. And it ended up being an entire study of Fight Club. Well, um, it was I very could. interesting. Yes. I know a lot about Fight Club now. <laughs> I still, not one of my favorite movies by any stretch. <laughs> but I know a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so there's that part of me that took a Fight Club class that goes, oh, but they won't have those. You, you won't necessarily be exposed to all that stuff if you're kind of pigeonholed early. But for some people, that's the right thing. I think the hard part is we need, if we're going to expect students to make these decisions so young, you've got to have people, whether it's counselors at school or teachers or mentors or parents or siblings or whoever, people in their lives who are sitting down with them to figure out what track is best for them yeah because that's so hard to do when you're young and if you do it right i think that's a great way that's a great way to start getting people in that direction and not forcing them into like well everybody's just got to go to college and try everything out yeah well no not everybody wants to do that or should or can or has to Mm. but you you need someone to help guide you that's Mm -hmm. a hard thing to do alone well, and it, I think it's also like I, because I had the same. I hate the idea of people not doing lots of things, like because that's always been what I. I took a ton of weird classes in art school. I was taking like you know anything that was close to science. I'm like this. I want to take this, but that's yeah. that's the way my brain works. Like I kind of get obsessed with different things, and I move to thing to thing, and I kind of always come back to illustration. But it's not like I don't go off on wild tangents. I mean, right now, like I'm a bartender as well, and that's just as important to me. But, like, I, I think it's that education has to find a way to treat people. It has to have a formula. And the, the fact is, is that people are different. Some people are single-minded and focused. Some people are naturally well-rounded because they just, that's where their interest lies. It lies in four or five things, and those things change sometimes. It's just you can't, you, there's no cookie-cutter way of, you know, figuring out how to teach everybody all the same. And, and if you focus on which is so much harder, helping each individual reach their full potential, not just like what they can do, but what would fulfill them and make them happy and make them a successful human and not just like in a career slot. Right. If you want to do that. (laughs) We don't think about people that way here. That's well, exactly. That's so much harder than just oh, shuffle this person into this track and this one into this track because they seem like, yeah, they can do that, they can do that, they can do that. And maybe they can and maybe they will succeed in whatever you just shuffled them into. But is that the happiest version of that person? Is that the most successful, fulfilled version of that person? Figuring that out takes a lot more work and personal effort. And you can't do that at like a college application level or a job training level. Like that's personal work that we would have to be doing with each student I guess in high school, yeah. at least. Now, I don't know how to. I don't know how to crack that. It's scary mm-hmm. as a parent. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess I need to. I'm not going to think about that yet. You have the like, second one isn't even born yet. Yeah. You have about ten years <laughs> do, before. Do, do you have Charlie in a on a track yet, or in an academy? <laughs> no, she uh, she vacillates with all the things that she wants to do. Mm. You mean between being like a princess or? Uh huh. Or a dancer. ballet dancer, mm-hmm. or sometimes she says doctor, and I go, well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> not that I don't believe in her. It's just, you know, it's not all roses. Uh, but Also, she's three. And you know yeah. what? I, and I'm 32, and I'm still some days like, maybe I want to be a princess. No, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I want to be a firefighter. 
I'll figure it out someday. <laughs> I did. I did ask her. We read a book about. Uh, it was all about female superheroes. It was a really cool book, and you would have appreciated it, Tay. And we read it, and at the end, it said, "What is your superpower?" And so I asked her, and she immediately said, "Love." Oh, <laughs> I know. Our love superpower heart. is love. Immediately, is. love. And I said, "It is." And then she stopped for a second and went. And farts. <laughs> <laughs> there could not be two better answers to that question. So whatever career path she's on, it will utilize the power of, of love and farts. And farts. All right. Yeah. And that is what we will leave you with. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, sisters. And thank you, everyone, for being patient with me in my t- time of illness. <laughs> um, we, will, we will hopefully be on track from now on, assuming everything goes well next week and uh thank you for listening thank you to the maximum fun network for hosting our show you can check out a lot of other great podcasts at maximumfun.org you can tweet at us at still buff you can email us at still buffering at maximumfun.org if you have any kinds of thoughts or suggestions or comments or show topics you think we should talk about that kind of thing um and thank you to the novellas for our theme song baby you change your mind this has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And I was one, too. Love and farts, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Following the news is hard and it sucks. How do you know which stories are important? Which sources do you trust in this post-truth world of reactionary journalism? I'm Brent Black. And I'm Travis McElroy. And we host a podcast called Trends Like These. We cover trending news stories. We debunk misleading clickbait headlines. And we always try to throw in a little bit of good news. In our quest for truth. So join us every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.